Celebrating 15 years of this beloved foolery. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you, Central Coast, I know I'd be a liar. Hey! Hey, there we go. Come on, Jeff and Jeremy, light my fire. I like how you fit it in there, Greg. Jeff and Jeremy, light my fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. Try to set the night on fire. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. So you used to give me a lot of uh, crap about if I talked when we golfed together, especially uh, when you were on the putting green. Uh, there could be no talking. Uh, you didn't even like people standing on the putting green uh, anywhere near you. You would make me... Well, if they're off. casting a shadow, I don't. If they cast a shadow in my line, I'm not going to like that because it makes the line hard to I, read. No, I get that. I get that. But the topic, the talking thing I always thought was a little much. I mean, I would be over there with a friend and we would just be kind of whispering. we like, yeah. Oh, that's worse. I'd rather you, you just wanna, come out and, and, and just talk outright. Just talk outright at that point. And don't, you, don't, like, don't. Oh, my God. Can you stop? That's annoying. Apparently, Mark Wahlberg says uh, he's done golfing with his son because he can't stop swearing on the golf course and he's in embarrassment. They're at the golf net. You know what? It's the best. Now my wife can't tell me that I can't go play golfing anymore. I just take the kids with me. So it's you know, my youngest son has a very, has very poor sportsmanship. He'll swear and cuss and curse if he hits a bad shot. My and then my oldest son is like, Dad, I don't know if I really want to play with him. He puts me in such a bad mood. Like, none of us like are that him. good. Have you ever played with somebody who absolutely loses it if they hit a bad shot? Weren't you with me when I when I chucked my driver into the canyon? Yes, I was. What's the name of that golf course in Clarkston? Uh, that's uh, uh, that? something Canyon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why can't I think of? I've got a, it's bee. a nice golf course. I've got a B in, in, in Is front it Bryden? of Bryden Canyon. Yes. The golf course in the very lower corner of Washington that we would go play every once in a while because the golf course that the golf course at Washington State University now is phenomenal. It's, one it's actually of, the best rated. I think it's the rated the best golf course in in the in the country for college for college golf courses. Yeah, I don't I I don't doubt it. I mean, it is. I can't believe it's in Washington of all places where you can't utilize it five months out of the year. But anyways, it's a beautiful golf course, and. We would go down to this, but it used to be a junk golf course. It used to be a nine-hole golf course. I mean, not junk. It was it was fun and challenging, but there was, you know, I mean, it was it was like a municipal golf course. So we would go down to this place called Brighton Canyon, and they had these big draws in the canyon, and I, I'd mishit a shot with my driver, and I was mad at my driver all day long, and I think this was on the 10th hole. So, like, it was giving me fits one through nine and it's obviously the driver's fault not my fault and i miss hit the shot on 10 and i just chucked it i just chucked it right into the canyon just let it fly right into the canyon right all the way down to the bottom it can be frustrating when something goes wrong with your game and you you keep trying to fix it and it's not going to fix i mean any golfer listening knows that um but i remember that happening and i remember wanting to laugh and i just was like oh my god he might chuck the next club at our yeah heads. the three wood would be next so, so don't I can't stand playing, and I don't golf that much anymore. Actually, I haven't golfed in quite a while, but uh, I've been cutting back over the years. And I got really picky about who I played golf with. I usually played golf with you and uh, maybe a couple other people. But I remember playing golf with some guys, and, yeah, there were such loose cannons that you were so uneasy. I totally understand what his older son is saying 
that he doesn't want to play with his brother anymore because he makes him so uncomfortable. When my youngest, uh, we played one, one day and he only played nine holes and he wanted to just go eat. And then my oldest son and I just went off and walked the rest of the course. He was like, Dad, this is so much more pleasant. I mean, I love hanging out with him, but as soon as he hits a bad shot, he just gets in such a bad mood and ruins it for everybody else. Yeah, but somebody's so angry and stressed out all the time. It's like you can't really enjoy it and be jovial and joke around. And you, you just look at them and they just look like they just want to freaking explode. And I used to be like that when I would chuck the drivers because I play golf a lot. When I don't play golf a lot, when I play it selectively like once or twice a year, or I, I find I enjoy it more. But it's also quickly rising to the top of my list of things that I'd rather do without somebody. Yeah, I don't know if this I is... Love, there is nothing more relaxing than going and playing a round of golf by yourself. Well, there is a little pressure when somebody else is there. But I don't know if this is giving up on life. But I've decided with fishing and with golf that I'm never going to be as great as I'd like to be. I'm never going to be as great as I'd like to be. So I'm just going to deal with it. I, I, it is what it is. I'm not then that great. Uh, I put a lot of work into it. I'm just not that talented. Um, you know, for fishing, I can catch a lot of fish. I, I'm better than some, but I'm never going to beat the the most of the guys that are out there. You know, so you just I don't know. It's kind of I don't know. Maybe it's giving up. Maybe it's just a, a just kind of accepting who you are, where you're at in life, and just calm down because you're going to give yourself a stroke. It's golf. It's not supposed to be easy. <laughs> it is something that's fun to watch people freak out though. <laughs> I mean, you camp me out at uh, the, on the bench at the most frustrating golf hole um, at any golf course. I'm trying to think, like, what would it be like? Because Hunter Ranch is fairly challenging. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what is it, 11? Oh, how about that damn one you have to hit the wa- over the water? Yeah, 11. And it, it just seems like it, this should be not that hard. But the problem is it's, 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 it's bad to the left, or is it 12? Uh, I think it's, yeah, you're out of balance to the left. You got to get over the water. You go right too far. There's water down there. Remember? Cause you go over that one pond, but then if you go too far up over to the right, you drop down over that bridge into that water on the next hole. And if you go left, you're out of balance. I hate that hole. I absolutely can't stand that hole. One of the worst holes I've just, I hope whoever planned that course and put that in there is real proud of themselves. Because I'll go through, I save every mulligan for that for that hole. What hole is it? Eleven, twelve? I think it's twelve. Because part everybody three knows it's coming back, there. right? Yeah, yeah. And then you go, and then as soon as you hit your your tee shot, you go over the little bridge there to get to the uh, to to the to the green, and then you look down to the right. There's another little bridge you have to go over to go to the next <laughs> tee box because there's another pond over there, and I'm always either in that one or yeah, it's the twelfth hole off to the left. Or wait, it's the eleventh hole. No, it's the eleventh hole. And I don't know what it is about these holes. It's like I can hit a eleven and twelve ninety nine percent of the time if I'm on a fairway that is straight ahead. If it's a straight ahead fairway, I'm going to hit it straight. But if there's if there's anything I can't see or there's water hazard, nope, I'm screwed. I mean, it's really not that difficult of a hole. It's just it makes it a difficult hole because you have to hit it over the water. You have to, and you can't go right and you can't go left. You have to hit it straight. And you're up high on your on your approach. So you're like, okay, all I have to do is hit a shot up in the air and it will carry and go over. But it messes with your mind because you club down and then next thing you know, you didn't take enough club and then you hit it in the water and it's, yes, that's frustrating. I could stand, on that one, it would not be on the tee box. It would be 
on the top of the hill before you drive down to go to hit your butts. <laughs> Watching people hit it in the water, I could sit there and do that all day long and be thoroughly enter- entertained. Careful. You don't want to learn from this. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. So a lot of celebrities, athletes, uh, people that are in the spotlight have been taking a lot of mental uh, breaks lately, mental health breaks, uh, anxiety, uh, just too stressed out. People that, you know, I think when we were kids, we looked up to, uh, you know, that, that were tough and powered through it. And that's what made them sometimes an idol, a mentor, whatever. Uh, a Fox News contributor, his name is Raymond Arroyo, he's tired of it. And I, and I I liked what he had to say here, so I'm going to play it for you because I kind of feel the same way. When you get into major stars, part of their job is to promote the film that they've been paid a lot of money to star in. When they begin to opt out of working, citing their anxiety, I, I get anxious every morning. I'm sure heart surgeons get anxious before they go into surgery, but you don't drop the tools and walk out of the operating room. I mean, you have to stay in the game and do your job. Can you imagine if a police officer went up to a bank robbery and he sees them shooting back at him and he's like, you know what? I can't deal with this. I need a mental break. I'm out. A heart surgeon's a great, any surgeon, you right. go in for surgery I, and the guy's like, I'm too, I can't handle this today. I'm out. Last week I had these thoughts. I was reading a story about Jonah Hill. He said he's no longer going to, uh, in any of the, in any of the movies that he, he does, he's no longer going to show up for, press events or talk to anybody about the movie he's just going to go do his movies and then that's it he doesn't he has a anxiety thing with talking to people and that's fine and dandy whatever you do that but do you have to talk about it do you exactly have to keep let it everybody to yourself. know just don't show up just say i'm not going to make it we don't, don't need to make a big thing. deal about your anxiety and your stress uh, okay whatever you have but issues then, on the flip side of that okay i read i was reading about I don't know. I got one of, stuck on one of these clickbait things where it's like um, 15 celebrities you no longer see in, in Hollywood for whatever reason. And one was, um, gosh, what was her name? Monique. It was M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. And she was like a star in the 90s. I remember seeing her in the like 90s. Like a TV show celebrity slash yeah, singer? Yeah. I, 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 I think she I might even have a song. I don't know if she was a singer. Okay, maybe she's um, an actress. I, I, didn't, and, I didn't watch her, but I, she sounds familiar. But it said, it said there that she didn't like showing up for press events because she couldn't handle them for whatever reason. But she didn't tell anybody about it. So now she's been blacklisted from from Hollywood because she won't fulfill that part of her her duties well here's jonah hill is he putting is he trying to get out in front of it and saying hey i still want to work but i don't want to talk to anybody because i have anxiety from it so if he immediately attaches anxiety to it it gives him that excuse of not being able to uh, to perform all of his duties so is that a form of laziness or is that legitimate i don't know either way i don't need to hear about it i don't need to hear about your excuses i don't need you to hear about your whining and your crying just keep it to yourself and don't show up to these things that's fine whatever you know there's other actors in the past that didn't like doing press events 
uh, because they did, they did, they just wanted to be actors. I mean, that's totally fine. Sean Mendez, who is a performer, an artist, uh, he apparently canceled his tour because of mental health concerns. Mm-hmm. Sean Mendez, mm-hmm. the uh, the big uh, singer, he's out on a concert tour. Guy's worth forty million dollars. He's suspending the tour because he says the the tour makes him anxious. The road makes him anxious. He said this: "It has always been difficult to be on the road away from friends and family." Well. Try a military deployment multiple times and call us in the morning. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, Why I don't mean, you go? If it's so hard to where you can't perform the duties of the job, then you shouldn't do the job. Right. You've made your money. Just quit, retire, and move on. Like, be happy doing something else. Do you, do you, you know? think any of these people, let's take Sean Mendez. He's got a lot of fans. They bought a lot of tickets. Uh, he said he was going to do these shows. You know, the way I was raised is if I say I'm going to do something and people went out and purchased tickets to see me, I'm going to see it through. And then after that tour is over, then I'll, you know, maybe I won't book another tour. Reevaluate or take some time off yeah. and, and get refreshed or something along those lines. But also the window of opportunity. I don't know who Sean Mendes is. Um, it's Mendez, not Mindy. Mendes. Didn't he just say Mendes? It's Sean Mendez. Didn't didn't Raymond just say Mendes though? Uh, oh, Sean Mendes. The uh, the <laughs> yeah, he's wrong. He's Mendes. Mendes. <laughs> Which I kind of like what Raymond did there because he delegitimized Sean <laughs> by saying his name wrong. So I'm going to follow Raymond's lead. Go for it. I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 it I have no idea who Sean Mendes is or Mendez for that matter. And uh, I don't know a single song from Sean Mendez or Mendes, but I do know that the, his window of opportunity is very, very, very small unless he's able to create something out of nothing. That might be part of what's going on here. Um, I don't know. But listen, pop stars, shelves, lives are very, very short. Just ask Katy Perry. Just ask oh, anybody yeah. who's you come along. you got to take advantage of it when you have it. This all started with Simone Biles. Remember, she was in the Olympics, and she decided mm-hmm. not to compete. She was up. She was ready to compete for a gold medal for her country. She you know, worked her whole life for it. Her whole team was there you know, hoping that, that she was going to show up. She, she made a promise to them. She made a promise to her coaches. She made, but you know, at the end of the day, it's an individual thing. So, you know, but, are we allowed to say suck it up, buttercup anymore? No, is I that, don't think we are. That's is the that, thing. Is that, a, is that a bad word in 2022? I think I want to just go back to the 80s. <laughs> Honestly, like, it was easier. It was easier. Yeah, movies were better, too. Actually, they were, <laughs> they were worse. They just felt like they were better. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3. KZOZ. Yeah. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. I had it backwards. That's the quote from John Wooden. Oh, okay. Good. Good to know. Good to know. So, preparing your comments. Well, I did, to be fair, I did ask you off the cuff on that. So, I'm going to give you a pass on that. Plus, you do have a propensity to mix things up. I do. And. <laughs> I will, I will the, swap things all the time. And I've seen you mix a lot of things up on a Friday or a Saturday night when you're looking to tie one on. But you consider yourself a smart drinker, right? I'm 46 years old. I think I've, yeah, over the past 25 years, I've been You've able learned. to figure some things out. I've definitely learned the hard way, I'll be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, for me, uh, the smartest Chicken. thing I do is I try to drink a couple glasses of water throughout the night. To Yeah, uh, that makes the list. Down. J- 
J.K. Simmons, uh, is it Simmons? What's his guy? What's the guy's name? Uh, the actor on the on the on the uh, farmers commercial. J.K. Simmons, yeah. It's J.K. Simmons, yeah. Uh, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Um, that's that's where it, your your line is in in uh, the world of drinking. Fifty-two uh, percent of people uh, say that they consider themselves a smart drinker. In fact, um, they say that um, sipping on water in between drinks is one of the things that people attribute the most uh, to their success in the world of drinking. Forty-four percent say that that's what is the number one trait. That they take away from their smart drinkingness. Not me being a, uh, a fit challenged gentleman. Uh, back in my late 20s, early 30s, before we moved to San Luis Obispo, I went to a place called N22 Nutrition. Because uh, the, the time, the radio station I was working for, they were going to come in. And we had some discussions about how to eat to lose weight. And I said to you, well, you know, I like to drink. I go to the bar a couple times a week. And he goes, here's what you do. He says, for every drink you have, you have a glass of water in between. He says, it'll help metabolize the alcohol better. And you won't get as many calories turning to carbs and all that stuff. He says, so if you can do that, he says, plus it'll keep you more sober. And so uh, I had to test the So that stuck out. with you, huh? Because, yeah, yeah you, you, if, you, if you binge drink, dude, you're... You're blotto, dude. You're like comatose. Uh, hence the chicken sandwich in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I, if I don't drink water in between, I'll fade fast. And yes. I always had friends that could metabolize booze better than me, like you. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll have three beers, and then I'll drink a bottle of water. I'll have two cocktails, and then I'll have a bottle of water. And I'll just try to keep that going all night. And it's amazing sometimes when you feel a little sloshed that if you just have two glasses of water, how it'll knock three, four drinks off, or at least that's what I think. Um, it does. And uh, in fact, 49% of people said that the, what considers them or what makes them a smart drinker is the fact that they limit it to two drinks per hour. And a drink being the standard, you know, the beer's a 12-ounce, the wine's a 5-ounce, and the cocktail's a, a, yeah. a two-ounce shot. I also got away from drinking, like, those heavy beers like that are high in alcohol. Like, when you start drinking IPAs and some of these craft beers, yeah, I can drink yeah. one of those, but then I need to go back to a lager or, like, I, I, I prefer Coors or Miller Lite. Um, lower alcohol, you can drink more of them. I mean, it's just, How important is it to you to get a good meal in? Uh, not drink on oh, an empty stomach. Super important. If I drink on an empty stomach, okay. So let me give you a little what happened last Friday. I was here, I was at a place. They had a beer garden. I went in. There was nothing but craft beer, local craft breweries. Yeah. I just wanted a light beer, so I drank a uh, what did I drink? A blonde. I think that was the best I could do, like to get like a light beer that wasn't too hoppy. And I probably had what they were the solo cups. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven beers. I had seven solo cups of. I keep, I keep counting. I, I stopped counting at like four. I'm well, sorry. I know because I had to buy the tickets, right? Because it was an old school beer garden. You know, you go in, it was $5, staples. $5 a beer. No, should have. They're still selling the same tickets. Make sure I'll come prepared. And, anyways, and then, um, I mean, everybody Stop. can do this. Hold on. Back up. Back up. Okay. We have to tell the story, okay? Jeremy story. and I, in our early days of radio, we weren't even working here. We were working at an event. I believe this is the event that you were still at, that you went yes. to the, the other event. night. <laughs> Same event. And um, it was, it was we're, we were struggling from a financial status, okay? I mean, like, to the point where... I think we were making, like, seven fifty an hour working with yeah, this radio Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was and we bad, were going okay? to school. I mean, yeah, so we didn't... 
and we wanted to time. have a good time. Yeah. We wanted to have a good time. So, um, so as I went down to set up for this broadcast that we were supposed to do, I looked over at the beer garden in which they were setting up uh, the, the the evening, and I looked over. And by the way, this is not if you do this. I, I thought I was a smart drinker at the time. Well, I the, thought I was the, the smartest of drinkers. Yeah, well, here's the difference is, you know, the, the people <laughs> here in California and in San Luis Obispo, they do these events all the time. They're, they're way ahead of what we they're are They're on it, with. yeah. They're you know, not, we're they're dealing not with seniors from the senior center that are volunteering to sell these right. tickets so people could go get a beer. Like you, uh, so, so what you would do is everybody could go in. They're not giving you bracelets, which they should, they should switch they do to that the bracelets. They do bracelets, but they also do tickets. The bracelets to say you're 21. Oh, to ID. I'm, yes. Okay. All right. So anyways, Jeff calls me, says, hey, get down here. I got to go to Target. Or, I'm sorry, Staples. 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 Yeah. He says, they're selling the blue tickets at the beer garden. I'm going to go buy a roll. And so you got a roll of I don't know two hundred, and you no it was no it was it was a thousand a thousand tickets and we're handing, about a thousand we're handing these a thousand, out five beers at a time here's five beers I bought a thousand I bought a thousand uh, beers for uh, uh, what the cost of one beer was yeah. at the this, problem at this is beer since we left that story has gotten around people are proud to tell that story they think it's funny they know who we are I I was identified out as hey let me check your pockets do you have any tickets so. Oh. Um, Sorry about that, bud. No, it's not just all your fault. I was on board. So I ran down there. I finished setting up our radio equipment. Jeff ran over to the uh, Staples. He got the tickets back. We had a radio consultant come to town that day. He thought we were big time. He still laughs at this story because now he knows the truth. I think the Mm -hmm. only people we didn't tell the story to was the people that owned the radio station that had a reputation. But it's all past now. But you know what? Because well, they would have fired us. Next they would have fired us immediately. It's uh, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go over there. and I'm going to get the tickets and see if it works. Because you don't work for anybody there. No, right? no I don't you, work for anybody just, there. You just, you just yeah. work for for this station yeah. in I'll California. Go in, I'll get my bracelet for my ID, and if they're still and they had orange, blue, red. What they do is they save all the tickets from years past. They change the color every year. Well, this year they just brought all the colors. <laughs> Because they wanted to burn through these tickets because oh, they had so many extras. Well, that's actually a better plan than having one consistent color because then you know okay these are the colors we're working with and if you if you like i would have been i would have been turned off by that like if i had said "Uh oh they're using different color tickets i wouldn't have went to staples and bought a a thousand beers for 4.99 so i was there about three hours right that's two beers an hour a little over two beers an hour because i had seven craft beers and Mm -hmm. solo cups and I didn't drink any water and I didn't have anything to eat. So it was a bad, it was a stumble home night. But, you know, luckily I lived close to the event and it was okay. My wife left hours before. She's like, I'm going to go home. Do you want to stay Good here? Good luck getting home. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I could walk home. That's no problem. <laughs> so, yeah, drink water between your drinks and try to uh, slow have down. A, have, have, a, have a meal. Have a meal too. You've got to have a good base. What was your base that day? Oh, what was my base that day? Oh, it was um, two Costco dogs. No bun. Just two hot dogs uh, you go with, with mustard and uh, some diced onions. Yeah. Well, you how, know you, those how do you eat that without the bun? How do you eat that without the bun? You put it in a bowl. It's hot dog oh, in a God, bowl. Oh, God. You in the bowl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How pathetic can some people be? Have you ever been stuck in traffic for like 25 minutes and then it just dissipates for no reason at all and you have that very sincere, deep moment of like, that was about... Nothing? How is that possible? Nothing? There's no closure. There's no reason. Nothing. (laughs) That.
Well, here's how it kills empathy. Have you ever been stuck in traffic for 25 minutes and then you see the worst accident you've ever seen in your life <laughs> causing that traffic and all you can say is, oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's <laughs> up, man. That, that dude's all right, though. He's walking. He's, he's, he'll be fine, that guy. Dumbass of the day. 93.3 KZOC. Is exactly what happens to your thought process. You don't you don't sit there and you say, oh, well, think. Like when it just clears up out of nowhere and you uh. have nothing to attribute it to. You don't say, thank God nobody was hurt. You don't, which is what you should say, right? You right. should say, thank God nobody was hurt. How many times have you been traveling northbound 101 through the five cities and you're usually right up there around Spyglass mm-hmm. and then right. you've been sitting in traffic since Grand Avenue and AG and then all of a sudden... Nothing. You get Spyglass no and it's yeah, everything's moving. There's just too many cars trying to go through the pipe. What's going on? This is ridiculous. One day, I saw um, <laughs> some tourists, I'm going to say, of another country, maybe China, oh. and they were they literally pulled over on the center divider on the left, on the left, the left. Did you really? And they were really out of their car that? taking pictures of where the water. At? Where at? Right before you you lose the ocean there at Spyglass. That's what. That's where I've seen it happen too. That's so funny. They pull over Country, on the left shoulder. China. Yeah. yeah. That is, um, that's crazy that you've seen that. Because when I saw it, I thought it was a one-off. Like, I thought, okay, these are the dumbest people like, where's ever. The, where's the CHP? Where is a cop right now? I, I, arrest them. They're probably causing, a, I mean, who knows? After I got through, somebody could have rear-ended somebody else. Because a couple of people, three as a matter of fact, got out of their car right next to a freeway. I know. In the center divider to take pictures of the water. Instead, what they could have done was exit off, I don't know, another two, three hundred feet in front of them, gone around and parked and... They didn't know that, though. There's, they don't know there's a frontage road there and that's the access to it if you're uh, not from the common area. Common sense. Common sense. Hey, eh, maybe this next exit takes me to the beach. Piss me off. This caused yeah, but a big... so much uh, better. It's so much better if you get up to high and take that picture, though, Jeremy. This, this <laughs> caused a big uh, traffic jam, and I'm sure when people found out what caused the traffic jam and what happened to the guy that caused the traffic jam, they were very happy about it. Not, like, pissed because they get up there and nothing happened. Uh, this happened in Evansville, Indiana. guy was trying to, jack, yeah, trying to jack some cars. He got the ultimate karma. Here's the local TV station picking it up. One man was hit by a car twice last night while he was running through traffic trying to take cars. Police were called to a fight. They say a man tried to take someone's truck, then he jumped on his trailer. When officers arrived, they say the suspect ran onto the Lloyd and was hit by a car. When they tried to help him, officials say he got up and ran away, trying to take (laughs) other cars passing by. He was then hit again, this time by a semi, but once again, he got up and he ran. The suspect was eventually caught. He was taken to the hospital and will then be taken to jail. <laughs> what a loser! <laughs> but lucky loser. I mean, hashtag lucky loser. You're the lucky loser, buddy. Because not only did you get hit by one car, two car, but then you got hit by a semi truck and you're still alive. That's why I think it's so funny about the uh, the haha. What a loser! Did I ever tell you about the time we were coming back from from bowl game and we got caught in? Uh, the Siskiyous in a really gnarly snowstorm. 
I mean, it was like it shut down the freeway on the Oregon-California border, and we were stuck at the top of the pass until they could clear off whatever accident was down below, which was inevitably semi-trucks. And we're sitting there in an RV, and we're playing, like, uh, games. I forget what we're playing, like Yahtzee or Uno or something at the kitchen table. And then all of a sudden, this car just comes screaming by us, right? We're stopped. We're stopped. And he's, he tries to get over in the fast lane, and he comes and, and he's, he locks up the brakes, and he hits a patch of ice. Uh-huh. Slams in, hits the car that's like right beside us, but like catty corner to where the driver's sitting. Okay. And the driver, I don't even know this guy. I think I met him for that trip. He went to college with us. But like he was like a friend of a friend of a friend and he was driving the RV and he had the window down in the RV and he's waiting to go, you know, when the police and this guy gets out of his car and he's a little dazed and um, he comes walking by the RV to like look around and see what's going on, what happened with this car, which is totaled, by the way. And uh, he hit the person that was, you know, sitting there in the car and he's going to see. And then this dude, the guy that's driving the RV that I don't know, looked at him and goes, <laughs> good job, dip. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> and I never laughed so hard in my life because... <laughs> That was the last thing that that guy needed. <laughs> yeah, good job. Did. Yeah, it was very. It was all very like just merit, very matter of fact. Right, good job. You Thanks know, God. I've uh, have you ever passed somebody and then you come around a corner and there's a red light and then you have to stop <laughs> and then that person's right behind you. Yeah, you also feel like a dip ass. And, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, because you know the whole time they're saying, "Oh, you got real far, didn't you?" Yeah, exactly. You got real far. That's what you? I'd be saying. But sometimes they just drive so bad. So, yeah, that, a lot of times now that uh, that kind of creeps into your mind. rather, And you evaluate if you really need to pass somebody or not. So we'll give it to your friend. that uh, Not your friend, but the guy that hit the car next to you because he's a dip-ass. And this guy and, that just and this guy, yeah. couldn't quit. Couldn't quit. The loser. Couldn't loser. quit. Hit by th- two cars in a semi. Congratulations, Jackass. You're Jeff and Jeremy. Dumbass of the day. It's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.